Welcome in. You're listening to Locked On Now NHL, local experts about the biggest stories on the ice. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every single weekday. Our Locked On NHL hosts are all here. They're going to recap some action from Tuesday night, and we'll give you everything you need to know. But we start with last night's biggest game in Nashville. The Biggest Game. It was a thriller in Tennessee. The Colorado Avalanche and Nashville Predators took it into overtime, but an officiating controversy surrounded the outcome. Locked on Avalanche and Locked on Predators hosts are here to tell you about both sides of the story in Nashville. The Colorado Avalanche came into the game against the Nashville Predators, winners of not only five games in a row, but five come from behind winners in a row. So they're going for number six, and number six was shaping up to be another come-from-behind victory when the Avalanche got down multiple times in the game and came back every time to tie it on different occasions, sent the game into overtime, where they would eventually lose it, and not until there was some controversy to be had. A call on the ice that went against the Avalanche for too many men when it clearly looked like the Predators were the team that had way too many men on the ice, I don't know if the refs just got this wrong and they picked the wrong team. We'll have to wait and see if the NHL has any letter that's written or a press release about this because it was pretty bad. And it ended up giving the Predators a power play in overtime. And it only took a couple seconds because the avalanche penalty kill is pretty atrocious. So the Preds took advantage of that. They get the extra point. And they remain number one in the division. This was a big game for the Avs because a regulation win would have put them into first place. But they still have games in hand. They still are sitting pretty. But this definitely leaves a bad taste in your mouth with how this game ended on a pretty horrific The Nashville Predators returned home tonight to Bridgestone Arena after a successful swing out west to take on a red-hot Colorado Avalanche team. Which team would come out on top in the Central Division after a battle tonight? Hi, everyone. I'm Ann Kimmel from Locked on Predators. The Nashville Predators had some last-minute roster adjustments before puck drop, announcing the return of Dante Fabro, who had missed several games being in COVID protocol, but also announcing that Yakov Trenin would miss tonight's game due to entering COVID protocols. The Nashville Predators took the lead early compliments of goals by Tanner Janot and Luke Cunnan, but everyone knows this Colorado Avalanche team loves to come from behind, and they did despite a second goal by Luke Cunnan and an additional tally by Matt Duchesne. The game was tied at the end of regulation, four goals apiece, and it would take overtime to settle the Central Division showdown. Ultimately, it was the Avs' inability to count that cost them the game as they were penalized for having too many men on the ice. Matt Duchesne took advantage of that power play opportunity, sending the puck past Darcy Kemper, scoring the winning goal in overtime and giving Nashville two valuable Central Division points and the top spot over Colorado. The Predators will be back in action on Thursday facing the Buffalo Sabres, and we will have a complete game breakdown for you tomorrow on Locked on Predators. The Vancouver Canucks had not lost in regulation under new head coach Bruce Boudreaux heading into Tuesday night's game, but they also hadn't played the Florida Panthers yet either. Florida hung five goals on them, and Locked on Panthers recaps that big win in Florida. 
The Vancouver Canucks came into South Florida with an 8-0-1 record under Bruce Boudreaux. How did that fare in South Florida? What is up, guys? It's Armando Velez from the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. And it did not fare well for the Vancouver Canucks, where they had their first regulation loss under the Bruce Boudreaux era against the Florida Panthers, where the Florida Panthers came out with a 5-2 victory over Vancouver. So, Aaron Ekblad gets three points in this one. Sam Reinhart gets three points in this one. Welcome back to the lineup, Sam Reinhart. Anton Lindell on a beautiful behind-the-legs assist to Maxim Mammon, showing his hockey sense. Now eight points in his last nine games. The rookie is coming on to his own on this Florida Panthers team. Sergey Bobrovsky, 42 of 44 uh, in this one, where... The Vancouver Canucks outshot the Panthers 44-26. to They didn't allow the Florida Panthers a lot of breakaway opportunities like the Carolina Hurricanes did just two days ago. So the Vancouver Canucks really shut it down for the most part early in the game. But a few mistakes by the Vancouver Canucks. It all started with a penalty, uh, which led to a power play goal by Jonathan Huberto. Another point for Jonathan Huberto, which, which later changed to Sam Reinhardt. And 14 points in the last six games for Jonathan Huberto. Seven power play goals in the last six games for the Florida Panthers. Now seven players have at least 10 goals for the Cats as well. Most in the NHL. So the scoring is coming from different places on this Florida Panthers lineup. They're not just relying on one guy. And that's the beauty of this team. There's a lot of depth on this team. Amazing what this Panthers team can do. So to listen to my recap of the last night's 5-2 victory over the Vancouver Canucks. Make sure to listen to my most recent episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your first listen of the day. The Chicago Blackhawks won on Tuesday, and in doing so, they accomplished something they haven't done in two months. Locked On Blackhawks tells you exactly what that is and how Chicago got it done. Back-to-back wins for the first time since mid-November. What's up, everyone? I'm Jack Bushman from Lockdown Blackhawks, and tonight the Chicago Blackhawks bested the Columbus Blue Jackets by a score of 4-2 to in Columbus, picking up their second consecutive victory. And as I said a moment ago, that's the first time that's happened since November 12th and November 17th for the Blackhawks nearly two months ago, which is kind of crazy to think about. They flip-flopped wins and losses for about a month there and then, of course, went on that six-game lose streak that they put a halt to on Saturday night. Uh, But in this one for the Hawks, despite not having Seth Jones, their top defenseman, along with Jake McCabe and Eric Gustafson as well, down three defensemen in COVID protocol. The Blackhawks defensemen were really the story of this game because in their own end, I thought they did a really solid job for the most part. Jakob Galvis should get a lot of credit in his NHL debut for honestly being arguably the Blackhawks' best player tonight. He was phenomenal and was second on the team in time on ice, trailing only Connor Murphy. That is very... Uh, shows you how much Derek King already trusted Jakob Galvis in his first NHL game. And in total, the Blackhawks defenseman blocked 13 shots in this one. They did a really good job making life as easy as possible on Marc-Andre Fleury, who stopped 24 of 26 shots faced to earn his second consecutive victory that also gets his record now back to 11-11-2 on the season. He's finally back to 500. Uh, but on the offensive side of things, too, the, the story of tonight was really the Blackhawks defenseman, Calvin DeHaan and Connor Murray. 
Murphy both pitched in for a goal. Riley Stillman had two assists, including a primary one to Alex Dabrinkit to set up his 22nd goal of the season. The Cat also went on to to add the empty netter for his 23rd goal of the year, which now puts him in third place in the entire NHL in goals. That led the Blackhawks to a 4-2 victory. Great stuff from their defensemen tonight, despite being without Seth Jones and Jake McCabe. For more coverage on the Hawks' second consecutive victory, be sure to check out tomorrow's episode of Locked On Blackhawks, your team every day. Coming up, the Penguins stay hot, and the Red Wings and Sharks went into overtime on the West Coast. This is Locked On Now NHL. Today's edition of Locked On Now is brought to you by Built Bar. It's the new year and New Year's resolutions are here as well. For many of the us, that means getting a little bit fitter, eating healthier as well. Built Bar can help you do that. It's one of the best protein bars out there because it's made of 100% real chocolate, but it's also pretty good for you. It's low calorie, low carb, low fat, even low in sugar, but they taste really good and they're high in protein. They come out with different flavors every couple of days, so you can always try something new with them. And if you head over to Built.com, you can use our promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCKED15, and you just head over to Built.com. Welcome back to Locked On Now NHL. I'm Kainani Stevens. Let's continue our look around the NHL with help from our local Locked On hosts. Let's go around the league. 60 minutes of hockey just wasn't enough between the Red Wings and the Sharks in San Jose on Tuesday night. A 2-2 tie went into overtime. Our Locked On Sharks host breaks down how things finished on the West Coast. The Sharks continue their winning ways. I'm J.D. Young of Locked On Sharks. Logan Couture was able to poke in an overtime goal for the Sharks to win their third game in a row, uh, winning tonight 3-2 over the Detroit Red Wings. Um, a game where the Sharks dominated for the most part in this game with goals by uh, Timo Meyer to get things started. Um, Detroit was able to crawl back into it on a 5-1-3 goal and then a very soft goal by Aiden Hill. But Jeffrey Veal got about the greasiest goal you'll ever see. And then Logan Couture was able to seal the win in overtime. Uh, tonight, Tomas Hurdle all over the ice and continues to play like the MVP that he has been for the team. Uh, we'll have a full breakdown of tonight's game, so make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast, And, of course, uh, check us out on YouTube as well. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every day. For more in the National Hockey League, make sure you check out Locked On NHL and your team's specific Locked On podcast. I'm Penani Stevens. This has been Locked On Now.